0: Just take a moment right now, um, bow your heads, close your eyes, um, pray for yourself as um, we prepare to hear the word of God. For me, as I prepare to preach... In your household, pray for your neighbors, pray for your co workers. Pray for our nation, for Biden and Harris. Pray for God's kingdom to grow in Fiji and Finland and France. Father, we come before you in humility and we thank you for allowing us to gather together this morning to worship you. Father, we know our hearts are often far from you while we are very quick to acknowledge you with our our mouth and with our lips. We ask that you would be gracious to us right now. We begin by declaring, Lord, we need wisdom. You're the source of all wisdom. Lord, please grant it to us, not for our name, not for our selfish desires, Father, but for your name, for your glory, for your will to be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Father, thank you for this time. And all God's people said, Amen. You would remain standing for the reading of God's word. I will be reading all of Proverbs chapter 1. All of Proverbs chapter 1. If you're using a Pew Bible, you can find that on page 527. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon. Son of David, King of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles the fear of yahweh is the beginning of knowledge fools despise wisdom and instruction hear my son your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck my son if sinners entice you do not consent If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without reason, like Sheol, let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods, we shall fill our houses with plunder, throw in your lot among us, we will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them, hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of Yahweh. Would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their ways and have the fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Praise God for his word. Please be seated. So last week, if you were here, I asked this question What are the things causing you not to attain more wisdom in Christ? I said, Will you cast those things aside? Well, we've had seven days. Have your priorities changed at all? You know, the book of Proverbs, it is wisdom, it is not law. There is a wise way of living and a foolish way of living. And a major aspect of living a fool's life is coming to church, hearing the word of God and doing nothing about it. There is a wise way of living and a foolish way of living. The starting line and the constant and walking in lady wisdom is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the wise son of Proverbs. You and I are the fools. Proverbs 1, verse 7, The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So as fools, you and I need wisdom and instruction. We need instruction to live wise lives. Each moment of our life is lived in the path of lady wisdom, on the path of dame folly. Wisdom. Wisdom is the art of godly living, the righteous application of true knowledge, the right knowledge, and that right knowledge applied righteously. So we need to get wisdom. We were not born with it. Therefore, we need to hear. It means we need to pay attention, to listen, to take the heart, to walk in, to obey. To hear is to be the blessed man in Psalm 1. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his law, he meditates day and night. It goes on to say, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season. And all that he does, he prospers. We need to get wisdom. We were not born with it. And the great mistake that you and I can make as God's children as we walk through this wisdom book is believing that you and I are incapable of living simple, scoffish, and foolish lives. So far in our study, we have briefly discussed the two ways of living, or the two paths in which people follow. Today we'll take a closer look at Some of the different types of individuals that we find in this world on the path, and when we do, we are going to see our own failures. And in so doing, we we have an option here do we see our failures and continue to live foolishly, or do we see our failures and repent and glorify God? We all need more wisdom. We all need to be pursuing Christ. And if this is not our labor in pursuing Christ and pursuing wisdom, you and I will not be wise, which means we will live foolishly. And let us not forget, we will live foolishly before the Lord. Last week we discussed sinners calling out. This week, Lady Wisdom calls out. We will listen to one of these two voices, Lady Wisdom or Dame Folly. So just imagine for a moment that you find yourself at in an intersection. And you can go one of two ways. There must be a decision and you must decide which way am I going to go. To make the situation more complicated, you come to this intersection and you have people along the way. One of those two ways and they're crying out to you. There are people on both paths crying out, saying, come with us, walk with us. What will you do? Who will you listen to? This intersection is not only real, but we come to this intersection multiple times every day. What will I do? Will I glorify God in this aspect of my life, or will I be the fool? Sometimes we are wise. We come to it. Sometimes we are foolish. Sometimes we are foolish, we repent, and we walk wisely. That's a course correction. That's a a great thing. And then sometimes we are wise, and then we stumble and we walk in sin. This is the neglecting of wisdom. You know, this world needs men, women, youth, and children who live like they believe in Jesus Christ, following his good commands. All right, let's start. Proverbs 1 verse 20. Remember context, a father is speaking to his son. He says, wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks foolishness Foolishness is our natural state, it's our natural pull, but wisdom is available, it cries out in the street. Romans 7, beginning in verse 21, it discusses the battle that rages in us. Paul said, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. If you're saved, you understand that. Foolishness is our natural state. It's our natural pull. But wisdom is available. It cries out in the street. In other words, wisdom is preached. Step one, we come to Christ. We call on Christ for salvation. We don't delay. Without Christ, there is no wisdom, and you will remain on the path of foolishness because you are a fool. Step two, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Christ if you want to have the greatest treasures in this world, you will read, thus saith the Lord. You will camp out in the word of God. Let me give you a personal testimony from my life. At the age of 11, by God's grace, the Lord saved me. And I was given a Bible and I cherished that Bible. I still have it. Any baptisms that get... Get done, I carry that Bible in. I keep it in front of me as a reminder of what the Lord has done in my life at a young age. I loved the scriptures, I loved reading I loved I loved learning. I even asked the Lord, saying, Lord, will you please not allow me to go to bed each day unless I have read the scriptures? The Lord answered this prayer because I was young and I was foolish and many nights I would not even think about the Lord, and I couldn't sleep. And then I would remember, oh, yeah, I prayed this prayer. And then I would turn on my light, I would read, I would pray, and I would go back to sleep. I'd be able to actually sleep. And here's the warning for us. I have found that as I get older, I can at times lose my zeal in just reading the Word. I mean, when I was young, I would... I would get excited, the the pastor would say, open up to." I would wake up and I would look forward to just spending time with God. But as I have gotten older, I can at times lose my zeal in just reading the word. I share this story to encourage you to begin the habit of just reading the scriptures every day. Of longing to read the scriptures, of meeting with God. You see, when you stop listening to God, you will start listening to foolishness. Never stop listening to God. Wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, and it walks according to what God has said. Therefore, we must stay in the word. Parents and adults, we need wisdom. Parents, adults, youth, children, we need to be asking each other, are you staying in the word? The Puritans used to say, have I greeted you in prayer? Meaning, as I have walked up upon you to say hello to you, have you been spending time in prayer? To neglect your Bible is to neglect wisdom. We need wisdom. Wisdom calls. Are we listening? We need to pray for it. We need to search for it. We need to seek it out as if the greatest treasure in this life is the word of God, is wisdom, is Christ. Because it is. Verse 20, wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. First things first, wisdom is not for a special group of individuals. Wisdom is preached to all. All the places that Proverbs speaks about in Proverbs chapter 1, as wisdom crying out, you have the street, you have the markets, the noisy streets, the entrance of the city. These are the main hubs within a town where people would be gathered. It's preached to all. Wisdom is not hidden. Wisdom cries out. Wisdom is being preached. But there are many other voices. There is much noise among the voice of wisdom. God is not hidden. We know that. General revelation. All of us are without excuse. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. God is not hidden. Special revelation. All scriptures God breathes. 2 Timothy 3.16. Wisdom is not hidden. It cries aloud in the street, in the market. She raises her voice. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. Wisdom is not hidden, but there are many other voices. Look at verse 22. A father is addressing his son. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? Simple ones, they are the ones who are naive. They are gullible. When I was younger, I would get a ball when Addison was very young and then you would just act like you threw it and then Addison would turn around and look to I to go get the ball, but I still had the ball in my hand. I didn't actually throw it. You think of simple. Those who are naive, they're gullible, they're undisciplined, they're uninstructed. And look what it says. They love it. They love being simple. They're easily deceived. They would be what is known as the second lieutenants in the fool's army. They're simple souls and they're unaware of what they don't know. They don't know the questions to ask, much less the answers to those questions. They have not yet been shaped by wisdom. They are undisciplined, and they are uninstructed. They are souls who need to get wisdom. In a nutshell, those who are simple pretty much describes the American church. The simple path, it leads to destruction. Scoffers. Scoffers, they are beyond being simple. They are those who are arrogant talkers. They mock and they speak and they declare that those who think differently than they do are silly and wrong. They poke fun at those who do right. They're scoffers. They hate and resist those who walk wisely. They will be known as the major generals in the fool's army. They delight in who they are Because they are prideful. They hate knowledge. Scoffers lead the change, the charge. Scoffers lead the charge in being foolish. Their tongue is a fire. Scoffers are everywhere. But man, do they exist in abundance online. On every social media platform. Whether on social media or in person, scoffers, they attack. Their agenda is a far cry from love. The scoffing path leads to destruction. We are told to avoid the scoffers, to run from them, don't mess with them, get away from them. He goes on to say, "How long those simple ones will you love being simple? How long will scoffers lie in their scoffing? And fools hate knowledge. Fools, they are non-thinkers. They, they hate knowledge. They despise wisdom instruction, we're told in chapter 1. They refuse to have reverence before the Lord. That which does not lead to righteousness is foolish. When the word fool is used in Proverbs, it's not referring to an individual's intellect. You can be an intelligent fool. Fool is referring to morality, autonomy. They hate moral instruction. They are unteachable they want to do what is right in their own eyes, unwilling to listen to God and God's will because they love their own will. John chapter 3. This is a judgment. Light is coming to the world. People love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his work should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Now, you and I know those who are simple. You and I know the scoffers. We know the fools. We hear their voices every day. But let us not be so prideful, so puffed up, that you and I don't see our own moments, seasons, and weeks of our own stupidity. See, the longer you walk in wisdom, the more sin you will see in your own life. The longer you walk in wisdom, the faster you will recognize sin and the faster you will repent. The longer you walk in wisdom, you will seek to surround yourself with those who are wise. You see, when we talk about the simple, the scoffer, and the fool, we should see areas of our own life in which we are found guilty. We are simple in some things, are we not? And we need wisdom. We have areas in which we have zero discipline, and we are easily deceived. We are simple in many ways. We're scoffers at times, extremely arrogant, even to the point that even on Sunday when worship is over, what we talk about was what the pastor misspoke, or what was said in Sunday school that we didn't like, as if worship was about us and our preferences. We even fail to be concerned about our own sin and the reminder of God's kindness towards us because we're such a scoffer at times that we are only concerned about what am I going to eat for lunch? What do I get to do the rest of today? And sometimes we're just plain fools. We don't think at all. We don't think at all. Our mind hasn't been conformed. We show up on a Sunday not having been in God's word for the last six days, haven't heard it, haven't thought about it, haven't even worshipped the Lord, haven't confessed my sins. We just show up and we're a fool. Proverbs 1, it says, Wisdom cries out in the noisy streets. Wisdom is preached wisdom is not silent therefore we shouldn't allow wisdom to be silent in our lives the simple the scoffer and the fool are all called to get wisdom look at verse 23 if you turn up my reproof behold i will pour out my spirit to you i will make my words known to you so wisdom is all of grace and yet when one is saved it is their responsibility to make wisdom their life pursuit So abundant life is found in Jesus Christ. The problem that you and I have as Christians is we crawl off the altar and we actually think abundant life is found somewhere else. We think abundant life is found in social media the next argument, the next debate. We think abundant life is found in our Amazon account. What else can I get because I have to have it? Outside of Christ, there is no wisdom. There is no abundant life. See, those who are in Christ this morning, we need to repent of our wicked deeds. We need to turn when the Lord rebukes us. When he rebukes us, we make a change. We deal with our sin. We don't throw a pity party and we don't make excuses for all the wrong that we've done. We confess our sins before a holy God, asking for his forgiveness, coming before him, burdened because we have failed to glorify him. You see, wisdom rebukes. We are called to confess our greeds and live righteously. Look at verse 23. If you turn at my reproof, behold, pay attention. That's what behold means. Pay attention, wake up, turn, repent of your wickedness and trust in Christ for your salvation. He will save you and he will give you eyes to see and ears to hear his word. Christ is the beginning of wisdom. We are to come to Christ for it. Verse 24, Lady Wisdom is at work. Verse 24, because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity, I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then you will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge, did not choose the fear of Yahweh, would have none of my counsel, despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way, have their fill of their own devices." So what did Lady Wisdom do? She called out. Lady Wisdom literally stood before everyone, stretched out her hands. Lady Wisdom counseled. Lady Wisdom was not silent. She called, she stretched, and she counseled. What did the people do? They refused to listen. The people paid no attention to Lady Wisdom. They ignored They neglected the counsel of Lady Wisdom. This is called apathy. Maybe you're saying, this isn't me. It is you if you don't take Lady Wisdom to heart. We can't read Proverbs, anything in Proverbs, and say, praise God, this is not me. Christ is the wise son. You and I are the fools, When we read this, when it says, they refused to listen to Lady Wisdom. They paid no attention to Lady Wisdom. They ignored or neglected the counsel of Lady Wisdom. This is apathy, and this is you and me. We do this. Don't say this is not me. You're too prideful to see it. If you don't respond, if you don't do it, You remain deceived and foolish. You are apathetic towards the Lord. Jesus spoke about this in Matthew 7. He said, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock and Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So one house was built on the rock, one house was built on the sand. Notice, both houses experienced rain, floods, and winds. That kind of crushes a prosperity gospel, doesn't it? The house built on Christ did not fall. The house built on the sand fell, and great was the fall of it. If your starting line is legalism, declaring that you have kept the law, or maybe moralism, that you are good enough, you are foolish and an enemy of God, your house is built on the sand, and you need Christ. And just in case we have read Matthew 7 and we have said, praise God, I don't make these mistakes day by day. Did you know that you can refuse wisdom and be at church every Sunday? You can refuse wisdom and have every soul convinced that you have it, including your parents. Your parents can believe a 100% child, that you are saved and you can have the greatest mask in all the world. The fear of Yahweh is a beginning of wisdom. Let me give you an example of not taking something to heart. Often when a man's car will not start, the first thing he does is he reaches down, hopefully he pulls the right lever and the hood opens up. The next thing he wiggles around, because he's not a mechanic, and he finds a stand, moves it up, props open that hood. Then he stares at it for the next five minutes. Not being trained and being a mechanic, he stares at it, thinking, hopefully, over the next five minutes, I'm going to learn what is wrong with this vehicle. Taking something to heart is not taking a long glance only when you're in trouble and you want the issue fixed immediately. Taking something to heart is doing the right thing the right way for the right reason. It is walking according to the will of God. It is resting in what Christ has done and obeying his commands. It's the opening of the hood, having the wisdom to know what is wrong and bringing it before the Lord. You know, Lady Wisdom has called out. The people refuse to listen. How will Lady Wisdom respond? Now, this is scary. Verse 24. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel, would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind when distress and anguish come upon you. So she will laugh at calamity. It's what Lady Wisdom does. She will laugh at your burdens. Wisdom laughs because what is right will win. Christ in his kingdom prevails, not wickedness. She will mock or ridicule when terror or fear strikes you. Lady Wisdom will see the result of your sins, and only when you have nowhere else to turn, you will turn to her, but she will not answer you. These verses are stressing the upcoming judgment of not waiting till it's too late. I listened to a sermon this week by Vodi Bakum, and he, he, said, I, he said, I have been in the ministry for three decades now, and one of the saddest things as a pastor is to watch Dame Folly grow up. It's like you have individuals in your church, people that you are shepherding and caring for and loving, and they come to you with a problem. They say, This won't happen to me. And they follow the exact same path that all the others followed prior to it. It happened and they got to see a fool grow up year after year after year. The way of wisdom is Christ. And there is upcoming judgment. These verses are stressing that saying, don't wait till it's too late. I've seen this in every age group in the church. Youth pursuing lust, becoming infatuated with with a man or a woman, becoming infatuated with the things that this world has to offer. College students wasting their life. Adults lost in the American dream. The elderly living as if this was their home and all that there is. Listen before it's too late. Don't ignore the counsel of Lady Wisdom. You don't know when your last day will be. You have no idea. This is wisdom and this is not law. Turn with me all to Romans chapter 1 beginning in verse 18. These verses inform us of the eternal danger of suppressing the truth. Romans chapter 1 beginning in verse 18. I want you to take notice of the words, God gave them up. How many times this is said? Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness they suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them. Maybe we should all leave just thinking about that. What is But they became futile in their thinking. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Many in the United States, they have done this exact thing. They've exchanged the glory of the immortal God for a God in which they can love and cherish because they don't have to change anything in their life, and that's why they leave the Word. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. How many Christians are we seeing today? How many churches are we seeing today? Denominations are we seeing today saying it is okay for a man to be with a man? No, it's not. What God's word says is man was made for woman. A man leaves his father and mother, holds fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Those who have exchanged who the glory of God is, they have exchanged it for foolishness, for what they think is right, but it's not. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. It sounds an awful lot like Proverbs chapter one. It sounds like the scoffer. You get to the point that you know, but you actually approve and you practice it. You see, there might come a time in your life when the Lord is done with you and he will give you over to your desires, Read Romans chapter 1 again. i look back at Proverbs 1 verse 28. This should frighten us. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge, they did not choose the fear of Yahweh, would have none of my counsel, despise all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. So Lady Wisdom is no longer talking to those who are foolish here. She is no longer calling out to them. Lady Wisdom is not talking to them. Lady Wisdom is talking about them. What a scary place to be. She is talking about those who are foolish. She says, then they will come upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me, they will not find me. That's a dangerous place to be. Lady Wisdom will see the results of your sins, and only when you have nowhere else to turn, you will turn to her, but she will not answer. Why will she not answer? Because you hate knowledge and did not choose the fear of Yahweh. Because you ignored Lady Wisdom, you ignored her counsel, and you despised her reproof. The result, the end of all those who refuse, you will eat the fruit of your ways and be filled with your own devices. In other words, you will reap what you sow. And the Lord knows when your reaping will begin. And it could be today. Now, sure, we can have consequences here and now in this life. You could have homelessness, no friends, multiple addictions, horrible health, prison time, divorce, a crazy amount of debt, bankruptcy. You reap what you sow. You could also have all that the world has to offer and not see a need for the Lord at all. And ultimately, those who never repent will get what they deserve, which is eternal fury in hell. The simple one, the scoffer, and the fool. You cannot hide. The Lord sees you, and he sees you right now. He knows you. He knows you perfectly. Children and youth, God sees everything that you do. He sees everything you don't do. He sees everything that you think. He knows why you do what you do. Parents and adults... We need to remember that God sees everything that we do and everything that we don't do. We cannot hide before the Lord. Children, youth, adults, sin kills. And one day we will stand before Him. He will judge us. Turn from your sin today. Look at verse 32 of our main text. For the simple are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. So those who are simple, those who are not wise, this will kill you. God uses the words like destruction, dread, disaster, terror says don't be complacent don't be careless with your soul don't be slothful however if you will listen to lady wisdom if you hear if you take to heart what lady wisdom has said you will dwell secure and be at ease you will be safe the picture is over and over painted throughout the Old Testament New Testament, that the Lord will be a refuge for us, a place of hiding, a place that we can rest in whatever storms come in our life, that we will have refuge and strength, that the Lord will mount upon us like wings upon an eagle, and we will fly and we will soar because we're abiding according to the word of God, that we are doing what Lady Wisdom has said. We're pleasing the Lord no matter what happens to us in this life. If you hear, if you take to heart, you will dwell secure, you will be at ease, you will be safe. Psalm 1, as I alluded to earlier, it describes the wise man. It also describes the man who is foolish. See, the wise man, he is like a tree planted by streams of water and yields its fruit in season. All he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. They are like chaff that the wind drives away. It will not stand the judgment. They want to sit in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. We also have a picture that Jesus painted in the New Testament where everyone is gathered together. and He says, depart from me. I never knew you. And imagine that an individual is coming before the Lord. He says, Lord, I've done this for you. I've done this for you. I've done this for you. Imagine coming before the Lord who made you. And what you have to say is, Lord, look at what I have done. Seriously? Do you think what you have done is worthy of praise? No one's going to come before the Lord and say, Lord, look at what I did. You're going to come before the Lord. You're going to fall to your knees and you're going to say, look at what Christ has done. If you listen to Lady Wisdom, you will avoid disaster. There is victory, and that victory is only found in Jesus Christ. There is victory in hearing Lady Wisdom and responding with the heart that obeys. I've discussed pretty clearly the two paths, the two destinations. I also believe it's very helpful for us to understand the two extremely different motives behind the voices. So the voice of Dame Folly, voice one. The motive of Dame Folly is the here and the now. It is what I said last week. It's instant gratification. The motive is your pain and your destruction. The ultimate motive for Lady Folly, Dame Folly, is your death. That's the motive. It's the building of your kingdom, the despising of God's kingdom, the avoidance of the gospel. The voice of Dame Folly is dangerous. The final result is weeping and the gnashing of teeth. It is the wrath of God. If you follow the voice of Dame Folly, you will die without Christ, and that is not a safe place to be. The voice of Lady Wisdom, the motive of Lady Wisdom, is abundant life in Jesus Christ. The motive is life in, in Christ and the glory of God. John 10, the thief comes to only kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that they have life and have life abundantly, John 10:10. 10, 10. You see, the final resting place of Lady Wisdom is life with Christ for all of eternity. There are many voices in this life and we need to hear the voice of Lady Wisdom found in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Christian, don't be slothful. Don't neglect wisdom. Persevere. Continue. Don't stop. You're going to have hard and difficult seasons. You're going to have difficult times of pursuing Lady Wisdom, of running after it with all that you are. Welcome to the body. Grab someone in the body and take them with you. We need godly counsel. If you're a youth, If your parent hasn't said this to you, they should have. If you're a youth, you need godly friends who will point out your sin. Same for adults. We need godly friends. We need to go to the word of God and surround ourselves with godly friends who eventually become just like family. We need godly counsel. If we're not walking in lady wisdom, we will not recognize foolishness when foolishness entices us and you and I will fall. We could spend months, years being enticed by foolishness all because we're not walking in wisdom. There are many voices in this life We need to take to heart what Lady Wisdom has said. Maybe you're here this morning and for the very first time, the Lord has been gracious to you, shown you your sin for the first time. Turn from your sin. Turn towards Christ. Call on Christ for salvation. Ask him to, give, ask him to forgive you and to save you. Come to Christ. Don't delay. Life is short. You never know when God is through with you. And he gives you over to your desires. Matthew 11 says, Come to me all who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Rest for your soul is found in Christ. Christian, this is also true for us. Rest for your soul. Refreshment for your bones is found in Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this morning. Lord, we praise you. The Lady wisdom is being preached, is calling out from the streets. It's not whispering in corners. being preached. Father, are we are thankful. We are so thankful that there is forgiveness in Christ. All the times that we have, li- we have lived, listened to the voices of foolishness. We have done what is right in our own eyes. We have found our treasures in the things of this world. We have... We have done things to literally please men. We've been so prideful that we're so quick to point out the sin in other people's life. Lord, we have become the scoffer. We see the trees and everybody else's problems and theology and life and applications and we don't even recognize our own sin. We can't even tell you the last time we fell before you and we weeped over our sin. Lord, thank you for looking upon humanity and what you have made and thank you for not casting it all into hell. Thank you for immediately providing and saying, I'm gonna make everything right. Thank you for sending Christ. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for continuing to be patient with us. Father, I pray, Lord, that we would truly seek you this week. It just wouldn't be something that we say from our lips, but it would be something that is true from the heart, that we want to meet with you. We want to get wisdom from you. We want to glorify you in all things. That it's not just our only hope in death is Christ, but our only hope in this life is you. That we would live for you. Give us eyes to see that our children and our our neighbors and everyone else, that they're all going to be there with us on that day of judgment. They're all going to stand before you. Give us a constant reminder, Lord, that the things that we cherish and love the most in this world, that they are things of this earth, things that are man-made, Lord, that they are all going to perish. May we be more concerned about you glorifying, you, sinning less, pleasing you more with our life, knowing that we're going to fail, but quickly repent and rest in you. Father, this is all of grace, and we ask you for it. Father, for the sinner who does nothing but sin, Draw them to you. Convict them. Give them a deep burden in their heart that they cannot shake off. Bring them to you. As fathers and mothers, may we train our children. Because when we live a foolish life as individuals, Help us be reminded that we're living a foolish life with our families as well. Lord, thank you for forgiveness that is found in Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Use this time of silence for personal reflection and examination.